All right, part two of pitfall number four. Let me remind you, inappropriate dating. And again, what I mean by that is you're on a date with one, two, three, four, five, or six, and you've got the wrong focus, the wrong purpose for that level. So let's just do a brief summary. Let me remind you again. Here's our triangle. Ones, twos, threes, fours, five, and sixes. One, two, three, four, five, and six. Acquaintances, people I know, friends, friendship dating, relationship or romance dating, engaged and married. So we've been focusing, we focused a lot last time on what does friendship dating look like? What is the purpose? What is the focus when you're friendship dating? Are you getting a feel for that? How many of you confidently could say, if I were to describe a date, you'd say, that's a friendship date or not? Are you starting to get a feel for it? What would you say is the definite, what's the definite, what's the defining focus or purpose of friendship dating? Purpose is always friendship, but what's the focus? It's the, it starts off with do something that you both enjoy, where the focus is on the activity. Do you remember how awkward dating is when you jump into this level right here? And that very first date versus do something fun that you both enjoy where the focus is on the activity. It's a huge difference between starting off with friendship and letting the romance and the relationship come than focusing on the relationship. So it, the early focus is on the activity as you grow in your friendship dating, what then becomes the focus at the end or towards the end? It's the person. Can you date and not be checking boxes to see if we're a match? Would you continue to date them even if you weren't a match? Because you value the friendship. That's friendship dating. Okay, any thoughts or comments or questions? That's where we left off. We did one, two, and three. Any thoughts, comments, questions? Should we move on to four? Okay, so now this kind of, this line right here is a significant line because this is where you are in our relationship. This is boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, wife, fiance. You are in a relationship, and again, I'm going to try and say this a thousand times. Part of the pitfalls we fall into in dating is not taking the appropriate time for the relationship. Either we avoid it because as soon as you start dating, what does everyone say? What does mom say? What do all your friends say and your roommates say? And that pressure is crippling. So sometimes we avoid it. Other times, pitfall number three is we let our heart jump to six and our mind is in marriage. Rather than give the relationship time to see if you're a match. So what then is the purpose of dating when you're at a four? Now again, I know 
it's romantic. I know you're just loving being together. And I know that it's the physical and the emotional and you're enjoying. I think we are programmed for companionship. And we all crave it for one reason or another. And when you're in a relationship, you are loving those things. However, let's bring a little bit more science into this. What is the purpose? What is the purpose of dating at four? You're looking for a match. You're looking and asking a match, which means, and again, I don't know how to say this without it coming across negative, but I hope you understand what I mean by this by now. You're looking for deal breakers. <coughs> can I say it? Maybe I can say it more positively. You're looking for the absence of deal breakers. How's that? Is that better? You are looking for the absence of deal breakers. Because if something's going to break the deal, when should it break the deal? It's so much better to break the deal sooner than later. So the purpose of dating is to look for the absence of deal breakers. So if that's your general purpose, what then becomes the focus of today's date? Now I know I don't mean to be Johnny Raincloud, but don't just pretend to be married and do married things and watch a movie and make out on the couch. Have a focus to many of your dates. So for example, children can be a major deal breaker. So what should one date look like when you're dating? When your boyfriend and girlfriend it should involve children. And it's your way of saying, I need, you to, I need you to see me around children and I need to see you around children to see if there's the absence of deal breakers here. Because when do usually people traditionally in our society find out when children are a deal breaker? After they're married, right? But I've watched children become deal breakers. Um, how many? How quickly? When do we start? How long do we space them? How do we raise them? Who changes the diapers and who doesn't? Can be deal breakers. I have changed. My wife and I combined have changed over 50,000 diapers. And I believe I have done at least half of them. I made it a point that when I was home, I changed the diapers. When I wasn't there, I couldn't. But I think that's important. I would like my daughters to know if they're marrying a man or engaged to a man or planning on marrying a man who is going to change diapers. Or is it a man who says, nope, that's your job. When would you like to know that information? Really quickly, right? 
And so, what if the focus of one of those dates was children? Now, do you see how dating now at four takes on a new dimension? Now, I know your friendship is growing, you're falling in love, I know she's beautiful and he's handsome and you love being together and I know that emotionally he's meeting that need and physically I love touching and holding her hand. I love kissing her. I, lo I get that. But there's got to be an element of, are we a match? And so today's date's focus is, I want you to see me in this environment and I want to see you in that environment, and I'm looking for the absence of deal breakers. So, someone give me a deal breaker. That could be the focus of a date. Let me throw out a few. You keep thinking of them, okay? Quite often, spirituality is a deal breaker. I would have a hard time not sharing my love for the gospel, not sharing temple covenants with my spouse. That would kill me if I couldn't share the things most important to me with her. So I have to be on the same page spiritually as my spouse. That was a deal breaker for me. I know some people can marry a non-member and that's fine for them, but I, that was a deal breaker for me. So what should a young Jennifer and I do that would reveal whether or not we're spiritually on the same page. Tell me, plan a date for me. Plan a date where the focus is our spirituality. Okay, Temple Square Christmas lights. Young single adult fireside. Going to the temple together. Do you see the idea? What's the idea? Elise? Annalise? Instead, taking an institute class today. And not only is it taking the class, but what might even be the best part of the date? After the class is over, sitting and chatting and talking about what did you get out of it? In other words, I need you to see my spirituality. And I'm going to take the mask off. I, don't, I'm not, I want you to see raw me. And I would like to see raw you. And let's see if we're a match. Let's see if we're, there's an absence of a deal breaker. What if there's someone that is faking that? Like, how would you be able to detect that? Like, I know someone that pretended they read the scriptures and everything like that and ended up, like, never opening it. And she ended up finding later and it crushed her, right? So how would you, like, would you be able to detect, detect that really well even with Anyone want to answer before I do? Nick. I would just like to say that um, I really feel like if you were close to the Spirit, you can definitely sense to some degree the level that that person has of a connection with the Spirit. I know that's really iffy and kind of hard. No, I think you're right on. But some people just carry light and other people just kind of carry some darkness. And I really feel like that if you are looking for somebody that's kind of like equal to you with levels of the spirit, you'll be able to see that glow. Beautiful. See that brightness. Beautiful. See it, then honestly kind of Beautiful. Beautifully stated. I also think like 
in those said activities that you just said, like what, like their body language, how attentive are they? Are they actually focusing on what's going on in the devotional or the activity, or are they like off in La La Land? Yeah. Now let me pause. That's a very different. We're on a date to see that. I'm specifically opening myself up to see that versus. My heart's gone to six and all those other pitfalls that we've talked about. If you understand that dating is an opportunity to see that, I think it'll be a little bit more clear than if, if, you're, if it's not your focus, if it's not your purpose, if, especially if your heart has gone to six. My guess is <coughs> the person you described, her heart went to, went to six. I want it to be right. And so I was easily fooled by the, the mask. But this is a very different, I, we're going on this fireside specifically to show each other where we are spiritually. Because if this is a deal breaker for you, I want you to see where I am. Because it's a deal breaker for me. And I'm looking for your body language. I'm looking for how interested you are and how eager you are to do the next activity. And it's a whole lot of those types of things. I would also just say, like, I feel like with that, Trying to gauge where somebody's at spiritually might honestly take some time. Yes. Like a good of time. Like I will just say, like I've dated people where I also sort of thought that you know, like they were at a certain place, and then you just if you keep your eyes open to like maybe less of what they say, but also what they're doing, and like are they acting um, the way that they're saying they're acting? For example, somebody's trying to um, like you know, kind of a facade or show like. Um, just be aware of like the choices that they make, and it might take some. Yeah, it, honestly, I would say like might take more than just that emotional state. But if you give it the time and you're willing to go for, um, you should have good signs. You should have like that. That like you know they chose not to. I don't know go to church for a couple weeks, or they chose not to like do certain things. I think you'll start to see. Hence, again, the need to give that time. One of my favorite statements from Joseph Smith, Joseph Smith has said in Liberty Jail, the things of God are of deep import and time and experience and careful and solemn and ponderous thoughts can only find them out. So give it time, watch carefully, and you'll begin to see those types of things. Go. Yes. And again, we're going to get to the, we're going to get later on, unfortunately in the summer where we only have 10 classes, we're going to run out of time. But what we would love, the next step, and I'll make them available on the website, the next step is, here's all the ways Heavenly Father is going to help you. And one of the things I would love to make clear is you are not alone in this journey. But there are some rules that you need to understand about how Heavenly Father helps you in relationships that are worth talking about. <laughs> I would highly recommend in that situation asking them a simple question about whatever is taught. Because you can be paying attention, but if you're like Brother Dunford's uh, triangle, if you were to ask him, hey, what was number three? Or what do you think about number three? Yeah, they won't be able to answer you straight. And again, make it the focus. Make it the focus of the date. Tonight's date is is are we, are we free of deal breakers spiritually? 
So let me just throw out some different ideas. Um, what I've seen break deals, different deal breakers that I've seen are like temper. So what could you do on a date that would reveal each other's tempers? If you don't ever plan a date like that, I would say you're missing a key opportunity to know that there's an absence of deal breakers. So for example, I would do something very physically strenuous. Maybe your sister needs a brick wall built and we have to carry a lot of heavy bricks and my sister needs help. Hey, for our date tonight, could we go help my sister carry these bricks into her backyard? And I wanna see how long you're willing to do it. Because that's gonna reveal a lot about us. Do you work hard? Do you respond to adversity? Now, I don't know that you can ever plan a flat tire, but what if you could plan an event like that? I want to see how you respond in an emergency. Because I have seen that become the essence of a deal breaker because it's one thing, I'm happy when everything's going well, but I am a very different person when they aren't. And that person has deal breakers. So what if the focus of a date was to put ourselves in that environment? Plan to do something physically strenuous. Plan to do something that would create that type of scenario to see how do we respond. Do you see the whole purpose and focus of dating? Now, go make out on the couch. I get it. It's fun. It's exciting. But if all you ever do is watch movies and make out on the couch and that's your dating, you are missing opportunities to see if there is an absence of deal breakers. So, animals. For a lot of people, that's a deal breaker. I'd plan a date with animals. Work, spending money. Can I give you an example? I'm a teacher. Um, in my case, I decided to be a teacher after we were married, but I've pondered a lot. What would dating have been? My wife wanted me to be a teacher, but I've pondered, how would I have dated knowing I wanted to be a teacher? Um, but one night, my wife, I planned this, Jen and I were dating, we weren't engaged, but I just wanted to know I wanted to see an absence of deal breakers when money was tight. And so I picked her up one night and there was an envelope sitting on the dash of the car and inside, now this was 1991, bear with it. Inside the envelope was a $5 bill. And I said, tonight we're gonna do dinner, entertainment and dessert for $5. It was one of the funnest dates we ever went on. Now, someone who could not 
thrive when money was tight would have done what on that date? This is ridiculous. Let's just get something good to eat. But we ate it up. $5. Dinner, entertainment, and dessert for exactly $5. Maybe. <laughs> I, 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 would, I would make it a little bit more of a stretch. And the idea is, are you going to find the enjoyment in this? Because imagine I knew then I wanted to be a teacher. And I knew that we would have times where financially we would struggle. And I need to know that you and I are compatible if we're going to struggle. And that date made it very clear. We laughed. We had a wonderful time. We were content. You know what our activity was? You know what our entertainment was? We bought bubbles and we went to the park and we blew bubbles. <laughs> and it was one of the most entertaining nights, just blowing bubbles in the park. Um, you get the idea? Natalia. Okay. Uh, I have another question. Okay, so I know this time period is when you find all the deal breakers. So, and I remember you even saying that once you find it, end it, end it. Like you're supposed to find that as soon as, as possible, right? So what is it? Because I feel like a lot of people would also say, oh, you're too judgmental on this person. So what's the limit of like, oh, this one date, this was a deal breaker. Do you end it immediately? That is one of our upcoming pitfalls, I promise. We'll do a whole night on that. <laughs> okay. All right. That is actually two different pitfalls because you are exactly right. One mistake I make is I bail too quickly. What's the other mistake I make? I stay too long and I know it's a deal breaker, but I kind of say to myself, it'll be fine. So should I run away at the first sign of a deal breaker? Maybe not. But should I know that there is a point where I should walk away? Yes. And finding that sweet spot is critical. And that will be pitfalls seven, eight, and nine. Right. So I promise we'll talk about that. But the idea here is if your purpose is are we a match? I'm looking for the absence of deal breakers. I need to know that we're a match. Then your focus ought to put you in a position to see, are we a match? Spiritually, money, you get the idea? Now, unfortunately, you, I, I guarantee every one of you have all sorts of evidence as to what have broken other deals. What have broken deals in people you love? So plan a date that would show those types of things. For example, I have strongly encouraged my daughters. If he does not respect womanhood, you walk away. I would strongly encourage that to be a deal breaker. If he does not respect womanhood. And so I'm watching if I'm a female, 
I want to know what happens if the waitress gets our order wrong. Wouldn't that be telling? Or I want to see him with his little sister. That relationship, he and his little sister will tell me a lot. I want to see him with his mom. I want to see the relationship he has with his mom. And, and vice versa, I want her to see the relationship I have with my mom. And so as you plan dates, be focused and say, hey, here's some deal breakers. And I'd like to see if there is an absence of deal breakers in these areas. Any other thoughts? You get the idea of what dating at four should look like? Sometimes we're so happy that we found someone that we're in a relationship with that we just stop appropriately dating. But that's when the work really begins. And that's when the fun begins. Are, is there an absence of deal breakers? Well, let's find out. Here's how I am when money's tight. How are you? Here's how I am when I'm really tired. How are you? Here's how I am when I have a lot of money to spend. Here's how I am with education, with work, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Yep. And that's the idea is you, I need to be focused on it. I don't necessarily need to plan the date, but on the date, our focus is I'm looking for the absence of deal breakers. So again, just like three, there's an early four and then a later four, because the question is, when do you go to five? And I don't know that I have a great answer. But if you have been purposeful in your dating, if you have been focused, your confidence in the absence of deal breakers is going to grow. And there comes a point where you just say, I think I found a match. I have been purposeful. I have been focused. We've seen each other in multiple environments. And I have not found deal breakers. And that's kind of when you, you take that leap from four to five. I don't know what the magic moment is. I don't know that there's a set moment. But as your confidence in the absence of deal breakers grows, then you'll just know it's time. Don't make the mistake of leaving too soon and staying too late. So let's talk about five. Just briefly, we need to get to five and six. And I know this is probably all future for you. Anyone engaged? Okay. Anyone married? Okay. What then becomes the purpose of dating when you're engaged? Now, I know it's a continuation of four. I, I don't know... If you have done four well, that becomes less of a focus in five. Do we all agree? When we're engaged, <coughs> let's assume I've done 
for well. I've been purposeful. I've been focused. I, my confidence in the absence of deal breakers is high. We've seen each other in multiple environments. My confidence is high. Can you see there comes a point where that's no longer the focus? I mean, I know that fives break up. I know that I could find a deal breaker at this point and it breaks the deal. But that's rare, isn't it? And so what then is the purpose of five? Let me suggest that the purpose of the dating is to prepare for the merge. You are preparing for the merge. So you have some questions that you need to explore, like who cooks and who doesn't? Do you share that duty? Does one of you gravitate to it more than the other? Is it something that you both like to do? Maybe you don't know that yet. So what would be some very enjoyable dates for an engaged couple? We're going to cook. I'm going to cook for you. You're going to cook for me. I'm going to clean up. You're going to clean up. Let's see who cooks, who handles the money. Does one of you have a better financial head than the other? And it would be better if, for both of you if this one handled the money or that one handled the money, or is that something you do together? So what would be a very appropriate date when you're engaged? Start a bank account and start paying bills. The idea is you're gonna prepare for the merge. So every date ought to have a little twist of a focus to say, how do we live together? How do we prepare for a merge? Now at some point, let me be very clear, don't violate the law of chastity. But at some point in that preparing for the merge, there needs to be some dialogue. There needs to be some appropriate discussion and clear expectations. And can I probably, can I say to most of the gentleman in here that the kind of woman you're probably going to marry has no idea how you work and you probably don't really understand. Now there's things that you need to not discuss until you're married, but preparing for the merge becomes a focus of dating so that your life together as a couple is wonderful. Um, who drives? Who, how do you handle discipline? Disciplining of children. Um, it's not very healthy if you've got a good cop and a bad cop. It's just not healthy if one of you is the good cop and one of you is the bad cop. Because guess what? It's not fun for the bad cop. There is a time where dating can answer a lot of those questions. 
Um, I have a friend. They got married in the temple. They, they're happily married. But when they got engaged and they were actually preparing to do stuff, like, I think it was backwards and he shouldn't have done it, but it worked out for them. But like, he bought the, he bought the house early and they stayed in separate rooms until after they were married. But like, he stayed in one, she stayed in one, and then as soon as they actually got married and it was finalized, then they moved it into one room. But cohabitation. Yeah. Like, is it okay to cohabitate? Basically, plant a fire. Let me say this. Like, I had a, I had a friend that suggested that where, like, it's having it like on two separate levels. Like, one stays upstairs, one stays downstairs, and then once you're, once it's finalized, then move it into one. But that just seems way too dangerous. It worked out for them, great. But all I can say is, I would not do that. I would not do that simply because I do not want anything to, I'll be honest, I don't want anything to hamper the magic of marriage. There are things that should, are only appropriate in marriage, and I would keep those things in marriage. It's like, well, I, do I understand the thinking behind it, and that is, can we live together? But can I answer that question without actually living together? Yes. Yes, I can in many ways. Um, so I, I personally would, I would just simply say I would not do that. But again, do you see the line? Do you see the goal here? And that is we're preparing to, to be one. And that's what we, we, we can take some time while we're engaging, engaged and start answering that question. My son recently got married and they did not even, they didn't start to consider bank accounts and bills and all of that until late. And it was a panic for my wife and I because it was like, I hope they find a way to make that work because my son and money are not good combinations. And, uh, but luckily it became a focus later on. And then they just, they began to answer some questions. And it was then that they did, discovered some things that they needed to make some adjustments for their marriage to, to be more successful. Have purpose in preparing for that merge. Couple last comments on five. That is an awkward time. Being engaged is an awkward time. Don't let it be too long. Don't let it be too short. Find the right amount. Find the Goldilocks zone. Um, but prepare for the merch. Take advantage of dating when you're engaged and prepare for the merch. You can answer some questions in five that you really haven't really answered in four. So take advantage of dating to answer some of those questions. With Jen and I, she wanted to cook. And I very much didn't. <laughs> and she found very quickly that we're better off with me not cooking. Um, but I decided that I did not want to have the relationship where she did all of dinner. And so while we were engaged and very quickly while we were cooking for each other, I just said, I will do the dishes every night. 
So for 31 years, I have done the dishes every single night. So our deal is she cooks, I clean. And she feels guilty because she cooks and she's let, let me, you know, let me help you. I said, no, you cooked. And sometimes I help her with cooking and she wants to help with cleaning. And I said, no, go. I got the dishes. What about the grilling? Who does the grilling? I do the grilling. I do grill. <laughs> She does not like to grill, and I love to grill, so. Like all yeah. But see, but see, again, there was no assumption of whose job is it. It was a mutual decision that we made together. Bank accounts, cell phones, all of those questions, you have some time and you need to answer those questions, and that's kind of the purpose of five. Yeah. So I think the point is, like, if, if, or you find those deal breakers, and then five, you find out how that's going to work. Right. 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 Now, is it uh, is it possible to find a deal breaker at five? Absolutely. However, I would say if you've done, if you've given purpose and focus at four, that's rare. That usually doesn't happen. Don't get engaged until your confidence in the absence of deal breakers is high. But if you find one, then you can deal with that. But odds are you really, that's rare, I would say. So take advantage of dating to prepare for the merge. Answer all of those questions that you can answer before you become a couple. Okay, last one, number six. Should you date after you're married? How important is it right now to be determined to date after your marriage? It has to start now. I'm pleading with you to commit right now that you will forever date at six. Now, what is usually the purpose of dating at six? It's renewal, rejuvenation, and friendship. You've got to kindle that friendship. Relationships need time, and life can be very demanding. If you don't have any money, don't let that be an excuse. You find a way and find time to date. Make it a priority, because time together as a couple is essential. I know there's a time and a place, and sometimes you just, which we're not quite ready. I have a daughter who gave birth in October, and her son still nurses and does not like anyone but mom. Um, I, we wa I watched her son while she got her hair cut, and it was bloody murder the whole time she was gone. And the second she came back, he was totally fine. And it's like, someday... Yeah, when you need a go-kart, you will not be crying to be with grandpa anymore. But, okay, I get it. She can't date a lot, but there's a lot of things that you can do to be together. So commit today to make sure that the relationship is your highest priority and that the friendship is your highest priority. And so have a purpose 
And maybe tonight the focus is simply on getting away from the kids. Maybe the focus tonight is let's do something to focus on our friendship, something we both enjoy to build our friendship. But make sure that dating at six right now, commit to it right now, that you won't let money be a factor, you won't let your busy schedule be a factor, that you will stay committed to dating when you're married. It'll be easy when you're first married, then a child comes, and then two child, children come, and then three children come, and then you're totally outnumbered. But it is essential all along that way that you stay committed to the friendship. One of the reasons I implore you to begin with friendship dating is it is my strongest witness to you that what will keep you together is friendship. Make sure you're a match so there's no deal breakers. But once there's no deal breakers, do you know what will keep you together? Friendship. Let that friendship grow as time grows. I love that you're probably going to say on the day you are engaged, can't wait to marry my best friend. I see that a lot and I love it. But if you look at my friendship with my wife, Jennifer, when we got married 30 years ago and our friendship today, it's not even close. She was my best friend then, but I didn't realize what that meant. I do now. So stay committed to that friendship. Um, and that's appropriate, inappropriate dating. So pitfall number four. Don't fall into the pitfall of inappropriately dating. So what would be inappropriately dating at six? Not. So wherever you are with the person you're dating, would you ponder what does an appropriate date look like at that level? Make sure your purpose and your focus is appropriate. It'll be romantic. Make sure you bring a little bit more science into it to make sure there is an absence of deal breakers. Now, that being said, what we're now going to do, the next five classes are all focused on, are we a match? We're now going to focus on that intensely. Are we a match? What is a match and what isn't a match? There are pitfalls we fall into when we think something is a match when it's not. So the first one we're going to tackle is the difference between being in love and love. Do you know the difference between being in love and love? And which one makes you a match? And which one may not? We'll talk about that next week. I bear you my testimony. This is important. Getting this right, finding a match, is the most important thing you will do in all of eternity. It takes time. It takes effort. It takes focus. It takes patience. It takes faith. 
If you're not a match, put that puzzle piece down and try another one. Don't lose your faith that there are no matches. I promise. Heavenly Father did not send you to earth at this time to this place without ample matches. I testify that they are there. Find them is my prayer in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen.